It's a film with three brains. 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 I wanted to be a good American. I wanted to serve my country. I couldn't wait to fight my first war. We got him! We got him! Oh, get out! Mr. Word, go forth. Daddy, the soldier! Every force has been passed to a new generation of Americans. Brother's a hard worker, Tommy. Win or lose. School, sports, life. As long as you do your best. That's what matters to God. First off, young men, let's get one thing straight. There is nothing prouder as a United States Marine. Our dad's got to go to WW2. This is our chance to do something. You should think about what you're doing. You could get yourself killed. Did you ever think about that? Please help me, Jesus. Help me to make the right decision. Sometimes I just like to stay here and never leave. But I gotta go. 13,000 miles. It's a long way to go to fight a war. Don't you know what it means to me to be a Marine, Dad? Ever since I was a kid, I've wanted this. I wanted to serve my country. I want to go to Vietnam. And I'll die there if I have to. There's something happening here. You gotta try and stay alive, okay? You hear me? Chicago has an Alice in Wonderland quality about it. Things are getting curiouser and curiouser. Welcome to the Film with Three Brains. It's Sam in San Francisco. And this is Sean in Chicago. And I am Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And we are talking about the movie Born on the Fourth of July, uh, 1989 movie based on a 1976 autobiography by Ron Kovic. Um, anyway, uh, start with a brief synopsis. Sure. Mm, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, since it covers pretty much his whole life, it's, it's, uh, we'll, 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 you know, some childhood to build up some background, but really it's about a, a essentially a high school graduate who goes to Vietnam, uh, excited to become a Marine and, uh, ends up paralyzed and has to deal with the aftermath of accepting uh, his new body and the mistakes that he made during the war and also um, along the way uh, becomes a political activist. Uh, mm-hmm. In some ways it felt like because he felt abandoned by his country, like he came back home and realized that he didn't fit in or being yeah. in the military didn't fit in True. with mm-hmm. what, what the world was going through. Anyway, uh, it was directed by Oliver Stone. It was a large success, won a couple Oscars. Um, I hadn't seen it since I saw it, I think, at the, in the movies. Have you guys? What about you guys? Yeah. No, I think I saw it in the theater, probably rented it when it came out on video. I haven't seen it since. I did not remember it very well at all. Um, yeah, I didn't remember. I didn't remember it well either, but this is only my second time around, so... It's um, 
I don't I don't know what to to make of the the <laughs> well no let's let's not get ahead of ourselves what <laughs> let's start with something easier um, <laughs> let's start with Tom Cruise I okay. mean he was really good at it yeah you know I, I forgot he was this good at it this is the grossest looking Tom Cruise you will ever find mm. um, except for maybe um, Vanilla Sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's different because he's yeah. he's disfigured, and he can be kind of a creep, <laughs> but he doesn't look. Yeah, no, I know. Sloppy. You're right. <laughs> like he's got like scraggly hair. Yeah. going every direction. This pathetic mustache that sometimes has like spit or food stuck in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he. It's he it's is. really hard, and, and and it's more. I guess it's more modern Tom Cruise than this. But it's for me. It's hard to picture Tom Cruise as like a uh, uh, average Joe, like a regular dude. You know, mm-hmm. because he's such an he's like the biggest movie star in the world. And I don't think he's not, supposed it, to be average Joe, though, is he? He's supposed this to be. He is. He's he well. He's like he every is. every man USA type stuff, but he's yes. also supposed to be. That isn't um, every. You just defined an average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also supposed to be the leader of his pack, the best on his baseball team. You know, well, the sure. best and that's, brightest. Of that's his not family, what I'm talking blah, about. Blah, blah, I'm blah. talking about like near superhero, which he is in like every other movie. He oh, makes. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. I I really enjoy Tom Cruise movies. He he he's he's good. But you know, buying him as a as a like a small town schmo is tough. Right. You know. It like was, when we did the firm, he was still like a pretty exceptional lawyer and right. smart and mm-hmm. yes, defended himself a couple yeah. times. And, so him and this, I thought was pretty convincing, actually, more so than anything else. Like um, War of the Worlds comes to mind, the Spielberg version with him, where he's supposed mm-hmm. to play a dock worker in New Jersey. It's like, I don't know. Right. You and know, it's hard. Father. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's tough sell. It's Tom Cruise. He just look at him. He just looks like a fucking movie star, you know. He's not a character actor. He can't be. It's too late. <laughs> that ship has <laughs> sailed, you know. But he was really good in this. Like in this, you sort of you see what could have been, and for better or worse, probably worse for him. You know, him as like a Johnny Depp style character actor. Mm-hmm. You know, after seeing this, you're kind of like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe that could have happened. I don't know if he'd be doing accents and shit, but maybe not playing like a superhero character in every movie. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I thought he was really good in it. Yeah. yeah, and I I, I'm, I I will preface that with I'm an unabashed Tom Cruise fan. Like I like his movies. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a good actor, and he fucking never phones it in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's trying. I think he's always trying his utmost to make a good movie, and even his bad movies are still pretty good. You know. He had an interesting streak, though, of of you know Rain Man, this movie, A Few Good Men. Sure. And Jerry Maguire, I'd say, where it wasn't, you know, but once he started doing Mission Impossible, which was the first one was technically, I think, right before Jerry Maguire, right around the same time. Yeah. It, it never, he, he, you know, it just kept going up from there as far as like how much yeah. of a superhero he was. Yeah. But I think that that, that small group of movies is like proves that he could do it. You sure. know, and like you like you said, maybe not super dynamic, you know, but mm-hmm. but watching this, I was uh, I was he impressed. Also, yeah, he was also, also very. 
he was very smart about his role choices early in his career. You know, if you look at his sort whole of career. risk, risk, yeah, his whole career really yeah. risky business really was this breakout role. But before that, he did The Outsiders with Francis Ford Coppola. You know, uh, Legend was Ridley Scott. Top Gun was Tony Scott. <laughs> Color Money was Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Well, forget Color about cocktail, cocktail for a minute. Rain Man was Barry Levinson. This, Born on the Fourth of July, is Oliver Stone. David Days of Thunder was again Tony Scott. Far and Away was Ron Howard. A Few Good Men was, um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, sorry. And The Firm was, what, Sidney Pollack? Yes. And then the Interview with the Vampire is yes. Neil Jordan? You know, he's working at Mission Impossible was Brian De Palma. Jerry Maguire was, um, what's his nuts? Um, <laughs> I just forgot his name. It's weird. Uh, Cameron Crowe, right? Oh, yeah, Cameron Crowe, right. Oh, yeah. Eyes yeah, Wide but... Shut with Stanley Kubrick. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, he yeah. had he had a plan. <laughs> Who didn't you know? work? Yeah, it's exactly, like he, exactly. It's like, you, you don't want to get you, stuck with one. It's like he has, <laughs> the only one people I can think of he hasn't worked with is the Coen brothers. Yeah. In terms of, like, really great... You know, later he would work with Steven Spielberg quite a lot, and obviously that mm-hmm. worked out pretty well for him. But I mean, this is this is calculated. There's no way that just happened. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's admirable. Either he's very smart, or he has a great agent, or both. I have yeah, a feeling that he he gets it by now. Um, yeah. Or by by then, um, I know he he's. Probably, you know, not quite in the same uh, group, but even uh, Doug Lyman for, sure. you know, I, I, I love uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It's like awesome. That's, yeah. that's a movie I've watched multiple times. Sure. It's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. It's entertaining as fucking anything. It's so good. And he, and he's kind of a schmuck in that one, too. Like, he's yeah not a soldier. Has, yeah, he's he forced to become one. Yeah. Yeah, his his evolution in that movie is really great. So yeah, it is. Maybe this is the time to to bring up a nitpick, which is for mm-hmm. me anyway, um, the lack of character development or not <clears throat> not development, but like the 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 path that he takes. Like, it, okay, I'll just lay out the the, the, the points that, I, that I'm thinking of. He he fails at wrestling at the big conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And he's lying there and everyone's looking at him and he's like, oh, and he mentions it later, like as failure, not that point, but that was his fa- first failure. And he fails again in Vietnam mm-hmm. when things go, when he's in the shit, things go bad. Um, and he, he mentions that as a failure as well when he's confessing to the, um, the, the, the family of the, the soldier he shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think... Oliver Stone is making us think of the redemption as the um, the convention because he goes back in. He's like, let's go back. You know, like he doesn't give up, mm-hmm. you know? So I think like I, I, it didn't come, it didn't come to me right away. I was like, after the movie, I watched the movie. I was like, wait a minute. What? Oh, I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to acknowledge that. Oh, he didn't give up on himself. He kept going, you know, that kind of crap. And I'm like, <laughs> That's great, but I didn't see it. I didn't see it on the phone. I didn't, you know, like I know what yeah. we're supposed to. I know what I'm supposed to right. be feeling here, or what this whole. No, I don't story think you're is. wrong. Like we're being told, it wasn't strong enough. This for me. this this evolution's happening. It's not really like the movie's not supporting it. Yeah, yeah. I think they focus too much on the importance of him 
trying to accept the mistake that he made and by yeah. having the scene with you know, by going and visiting I really the, hated the family. That. I really hated that scene, by the way. I actually really like that scene. <laughs> yeah? yeah. I like I like his performance in it. But as a film like a scene in a movie, it made me it irritated me. Why? Because all I could think of is like or, or maybe maybe to me it maybe it just didn't play out the way I would have liked, I suppose. Because to me, this he's doing this for himself and only himself. Yeah. Absolutely. And it made me mad. I'm like, why? What are you doing to these people? They don't need to know this. It's not going to help. Yeah, but I mean, that's that. But he did and it anyway. Isn't that? I know. I mean, that's and it, it his redemption me, there. It, it, I don't think it's redemption at all. I think it, make, it makes him like even more culpable in some maybe, way. Okay, okay. Maybe not redemption, but it made him whole. It made him able to go on because I he guess, wasn't dealing with it. I guess, but it, he's at, having these nightmares in you know, Mexico. Like, he's like, oh. Because now I feel like he's just. He's, he's like, he's passed the curse on to them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like he passed, <laughs> well, he passed sure. the buck. Well, know? yeah, I think it is frustrating he made him, because he made himself feel better at their expense. And now yes. they're going to be up all night, you know, thinking about this shit when, so, when they were just starting to sort of maybe come to terms with it in some way. And mm-hmm. it fucking irritates me. I'm like that, that's a shitty thing. And the, the scene doesn't play out like that. And it should have. Right. And why do you like it, Sean? Well, because because it's so shitty. I, I remember, it's one of the few things I remember from the first time I watched it. I was like, I was waiting for that scene to come. And if for some reason in my head, I thought, oh, this is so awful. I can't believe he's doing this. And I thought there was a bigger reaction from the family. Like, in my memory, I was like, oh, isn't this shit go down here? Or they chase him off or something. You know, it's not, nothing yeah, like I, that. It's the complete opposite of that. Right. But I think that's why it's good. Because, as you say, it's for him. And they know it. They've yeah, made their peace. They had the great funeral. They had the, the good story, and the, he died invaluably. Val- and it and it hurts their memory. It hurts their memory of their son to know the actual truth, but it is the truth, and yeah. and it was important right. for him to say it. And I and of just course, convince me. Well, I mean, I'm, it's not. It's not like doesn't. It it is part of his character. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I know it's not. Not exactly no, 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 what happened, and they worked on this. He and Ron Kovich worked on Kovic worked on it together, and they changed yeah. some stuff. But, but, but I believe that that is part of what turned him toward, you know, mm-hmm. some the activism and the other stuff he does, because he has to make himself whole. He has to feel human again mm-hmm. at their expense. Absolutely. And it sucks, and it's all you know. There's dogs everywhere, and it's all dirty, and they're <laughs> in the southern drawl, and he's in the middle of Georgia, nowhere, and um, you know, it's hmm. it sucks, but that's what I like about it. <laughs> all right, because I don't, I think he has a pretty easy time most of the time. Obviously, Vietnam sucks, and the, and the hospital sucks. <laughs> oh my Go god, ahead, the Sam, hospital Sam's gonna, scenes. Oh my it's god, it's horrible. What were you gonna say, Sam? All right, uh, so um. For the listeners, uh, that scene was one of the scenes that actually isn't never happened. It's not in the autobiography. Mm. Um, oh, when he talks to the family of, of yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So Oliver Stone just mm. wanted to put that in there. That sounds about because right, they For wanted to show how he mm-hmm. redeemed himself. Yeah. So I agree that like I think the scene is good, but I also agree with your opinion. Like it brings hurt to the family. And mm-hmm. I really think the opportunity to have that moment and that discussion was with William Defoe, where they're laying in the sand, 
mm-hmm. you know, he could be like, well, I shot my own guy. And, and mm-hmm. William Defoe would be like, yeah, we all, you know, so many of us did that mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, th- that there was a m- way to have that moment there where he realizes like, yeah, we were young people yeah. in a horrible situation who did horrible things. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, you, you didn't you didn't need that whole thing. I you would even go the, I would even go as far as to say, you know, have uh Tom Cruise's character say to Willem Dafoe like I'm going to go talk to his family and Willem Dafoe like you are not doing that. Right. Don't like, be that selfish. selfish. Don't be yeah. ass. Yeah. And talk learn, a lot of it. You know, learn yeah. how to move on. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> Or just drink more like I do, you know, like whatever, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, that's, it could have been that simple, you know? Hmm. Um, well, I think so that's, I, so that actually brings up a good point about my chief gripe with this movie, which I think is, is well acted. It's well made, but Oliver Stone is Oliver Stone and he just can't fucking help himself. You know, like <laughs> everything's so ham fisted and heavy handed. You feel like you're being oh, beat the over the opening. head. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, dude settle down you know like have some fucking faith in your audience you know it, it and, and right right the it, end when she says you're gonna i tell you in front of a whole bunch right, of people i was like right yeah we remember that shit yeah don't need and even the first time she said it was fucking hokum it was and like then we gotta two, hear it like, again oh my god we get it <laughs> jesus christ come on yeah you know yeah yes yeah subtle yeah. subtle's not really in his wheelhouse and in some, you know, before Born on the Fourth of July, you know, like he, I think Platoon, Salvador, Talk Radio, and Wall Street are variable, almost masterpieces. Like these, those are good fucking movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a good pedigree right there. And then, I want to add the Doors to the list, but I don't I was, remember it well. Well, I was, I was going to say the Doors is pretty good, and then JFK I think is fantastic. But I also think JFK is where he lost his mind, and everything after is dog shit. Yeah. Something happened there. <laughs> like he made JFK and he's like, I'm going to make JFK 10 more times. And it's just like, f- didn't work. You know, like it, I don't it, relax. Like I think natural born killers is a piece of fucking shit. Nixon, super derivative. U turn also derivative. Any given Sunday is just unwatchable. Just too, like I can't watch avid farts for two hours. Like, holy shit, man, relax. You know, Alexander. Ugh. World Trade I've Center. heard about that one. But Fuck I, I you. Didn't have the stomach to watch that. W. N- w wasn't that bad. It was I, all right, I guess. I mean, it just because. I don't know. I thought it was an interesting uh, time to do it. You know, it was. It wasn't yeah. that long after W was out. And um, who was? Was it Josh uh, Brolin that played him? Yeah. It was an interesting he was great. Choice he him. was great. He was. I great liked him. him. Yeah. I would say, I will say that W, you're right. W is sort of a, like he came up for air, you know, for a moment. He's like, I'm going to take a breath from being this fucking. It's not amazing, but I, but it's pretty watchable. Yeah. And then after that, Christ, I don't know. We made a Wall Street sequel. Don't care. Savages. Eh. I guess he didn't even oh, watch Snowden. Savages. He made Savages a Snowden, Snowden. movie. Snowden. Like, no, I don't know. Yeah. Don't he care. made a Snowden, Snowden movie. And then he interviewed Vladimir Putin while he was there. And he, he's kind of buddies with him, which is not good for his image but no it's gross um what about the whole trilogy thing like i don't i didn't know i know platoon you know it was platoon and then yeah but heaven and earth what the hell is that all oh, right with tommy lee jones i don't i don't know if i actually ever, ever saw that i don't know all I, I see that and i'm all i can think of is heaven and hell from rushmore you know the the play <laughs> that he puts on <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't think I ever saw Heaven and Earth. 
I, just, I don't think I did either. Yeah. I was watching a bit of Platoon before we started, and I was trying to figure out, like, what, like, that versus this, mm-hmm. if we could just put those two together. Sure. Like, would you rather, I mean, there's there's different arguments, and, and I think my main preference is for John Williams' score over the repetitive nature of the Platoon theme over and over and over. Yeah. But... But it's just just as movies, or if you put the sound out of it, like would you rather be in the shit with the guys doing what they're doing for the entire movie, or as a you know, as a just a piece of the movie? You know, obviously there's. I think so. I think it's bits here, and pieces of heaven. I think Platoon is very perfectly, um, the story and the sort of the context of it are perfectly matched to Oliver Stone's sensibilities, and that seeing these guys in this terrible, terrible situations in these, in this war, it's like his, his sort of heavy handed nature sort of works, you know, mm, yeah. because it's just, it's just terrible. Cause it is awful, <laughs> you know? And it's just, it's just awful. And it works very well. His sensibilities really work for platoon. Same with Salvador where it's just like, it's just terrible. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just really terrible shit happening to these people that don't deserve it for the most part. Hmm. And so his sensibilities really work kind of bring it home. And I think it even to a certain extent, wall street is, is also similar where it's just like yeah. these terrible fucking people doing these terrible fucking things. And it's all right. You know? And I think talk radio yeah. is, is sort of his closest he's ever come to being subtle. Like talk radio is sort of a, it's almost like experimental in that, Oh, did you guys hear that? <laughs> I heard a little yeah. scream there. Those are toddlers directly below me. Not right. wanting. Well, it's good you keep them in the basement. Now, not wanting to go to bed an hour and a half past their bedtime. They got out of their chains? Darn it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen talk radio, but it's the closest thing to like a stage so. play that Oliver Stone's ever done. It, it, it's very, it's like a single location. It's small cast. It's a lot of talking. Um, it's Eric Bogosian and Alec Baldwin and it's really good. It's, it's really interesting and it, it, it's very different from almost anything else Oliver Stone's ever done. I'm intrigued. Uh, it's a single film stock and you know, Mm -hmm. long takes. (laughs) It's really, it's really, I mean, I haven't seen it in many years, so I could uh, be looking at it through rose colored glasses, but. I remember really liking it and remember thinking it was very different from anything he had ever done. Well, it's also it, interesting it felt, because it's, it's right in the middle of all this, like Platoon yeah. 86, then Wall yeah. Street, then Talk Radio, then this. Yeah. It almost feels like maybe he, he had some downtime where he's like, you know, I don't know, like I'm going to make my Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. You know, right. that's, that's sort of the closest thing I can think of. In that's terms what I was of thinking like, when you described it. Yeah, like a small cast, a single location, saying fuck a lot, you know, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's also like the, I don't know, the, um, what What am I trying to say? Um, the Born on the Fourth of July, Wall Street. Well, he, he was all over, like, he was like a, a consultant for, he was all over Vietnam in general. Like sure. he was part of mm-hmm. Apocalypse Now, right? Didn't I read that there was like, I mean, Al Pacino was, was considered for this movie. Uh, like 10 years earlier and then he made platoon and then he came back to Ron Kovic and he, I think basically he basically promised Ron like, hey, you know what, if I, if this makes money or if I have, it might have success, I promise you I'll come back and we'll work, we'll work together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened. Like he did platoon. So banked it. 
awards, all the stuff. And then he went back and they started on this. Yeah. And Al Pacino was long gone, all that stuff. But I mean, like, you know, he, he went to Vietnam. He obviously has a lot of memories and experience that he could use. Sure. So it's, it very much informs his filmmaking because it's so dramatic. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he wrote, you know, he wrote Midnight Express, which we've already covered. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, he's not without skills (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He sensationalized Um, it, but he he also, he wrote, he he wrote Scarface that Brian made and I think it's, I think think it's, I think as a writer, he's a really, he's a really interesting writer. I think he's just, as a director, he, his sensibilities skew a little too, a little too overt. You know, and that's, you know, and that's the problem I had with Natural Born Killers when, you know, I've never actually never read the screenplay, the original screenplay that Quentin Tarantino wrote. But I'd be curious to because, you know, the movie Oliver Stone made is nothing like anything Quentin Tarantino's ever made. Not really. You know, I'm curious what would have happened if Quentin Tarantino had directed Natural Born Killers. But Mm. whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But so then I would say it shifts at some point because instead of collectives and things he he starts zeroing in on single people you know mm-hmm. like which sure. eventually is like his uh alexander or crap or something mm-hmm. but he has you know nix and he does right uh the larry flint you know he does right. well, actually that's, that's he just not him he didn't that's that. not never mind <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean no you're right you're but right that's i think the door with is this movie this is born on the fourth of july much. and the and the door is sort of both this you know he starts to zero in on ron kovic and then doors on jim morrison and then jfk he it all comes together Mm-hmm. He's just like JFK. Here's this movie, right. and it was good. I like JFK. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. He sort of, it, and it was somewhat innovative for 1991. But then he just keeps doing it. You know, he did have it in Earth, which I haven't seen. I don't think. But the Natural Born Killers, and it's like ugh. Everything he did in JFK, he amped to eleven. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh my god, relax. Just like make a movie, man. Not like a an experimental. Uh, you know, sensory overload, fucking horseshit thing. That eh, I just didn't like it. <laughs> great cast doing great things for the most part, but ugh, to what end? So when he got his Oscar for directing for what platoon? Maybe um, didn't uh, Scorsese award him, give it to him because he was his film film school teacher? Did he? I mean, I, I knew he so. was his. I knew he was his yeah. teacher in, at NYU. I didn't know if he presented the Oscar to him. Presented one of them. I, I'm not sure it was Platoon or not, but hmm. think think it was. But I, but that made me think about like, then, can you draw any parallels between those two at all? I mean, then obviously you would, right? Because if he taught him a lot of techniques and stuff, there should be some. I guess, but parallels. I don't know. I suppose. I mean, Oliver Stone and Martin Scorsese's styles are so very different, though. Yeah, I, mean, I was just posing a question because I didn't, I couldn't pick out anything that <laughs> no, other than not. subject I mean, matter. I mean, Martin Scorsese has his long maybe. takes with his quick cuts, and you know that's been aped by everyone from you know Spike Lee to Paul Thomas Anderson. You yeah, know, like yeah, I don't think Oliver Stone's style really has much in common. I don't know if Oliver Stone has a style like he doesn't. He does. It's he does. Okay, he does. It's annoying. What it is, (laughs) what it is, what it became, is is basically 
so I don't maybe it's an anti style. It's a it's a compilation of all styles, you know, mm-hmm. like it he, he, all the the different film stocks and the and the right fucking the rapid cutting shit and like it just it gets so goddamn tedious after a while. Like it worked for JFK. I really think it worked well for JFK. The, like the story, there's so many people involved with different agendas. Like it, it somehow it just worked. Like he he captured that lightning in a bottle somehow. And it mm-hmm. really worked for that movie. And then he yep. just kept doing it. And, you know, Natural Born Killers to me is the most egregious failure in that regard because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you look at a movie like Salvador, I'll go back to Salvador because it's so good. It's really good. It. Salvador it? and Platoon are, are so good. And they're just, they're simpler in terms of like filmmaking. You know, they're a little more straightforward. They're a little more Apocalypse Now, a little less Natural Born Killers. And it's good. It's really great because James Woods is is fantastic in it. Hmm. He's so good, and it's such an interesting story. But I, don't know. Okay. I feel like Sam hasn't said out. anything in a while. Is he still with us? <sighs> oh <laughs> uh, no, I was I, no, I was just listening. I mean, it's it's. I think the thing is with his style. I mean, that you, you nailed it on the two the two things. One is it, it's melodramatic. Yeah, but the other is the 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 using the different cameras and film formats, mm-hmm. which this did a little of. JFK did a lot of, and Natural Born Killers did a ton of. Yeah, and yeah. so if you know about these things ahead of time and you watch his movies, it's you know it's it, you're like oh I see it I see it and he keeps doing it. If you don't know about it, I think some of it blends in when it's not Natural Born Killers. It blends in enough. Mm-hmm. And it, or it tells different points of view that it's okay. Sure. Like in this movie, when they switch to making it look like it's on VHS, is, is people are filming him in the <laughs> at the Republican convention. You know, mm-hmm. it works because you're thinking, yeah. oh, well, now we're watching it on TV. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a nice little change up. Yeah, you know I like mm-hmm. that. You know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but well but yeah, I think you know, I, I it, it's it's. I think the the real thing for him is that he knows how to find a really good story and tell it well enough that I mean it's earned him I think over thirty Oscar nominations over the course of his career he's he's won three you know like so you you can you know he he's criticized for for not being great but at the same time he's <laughs> he's done. Yeah. You know, he, he's had so many accolades for, for telling stories that people have wanted to watch. Um, he's criticized for being controversial, mainly. Yeah. I, I think. That's what most of... What it seems to, you know, just be about the way he's... He uh, subverts the some of the tropes of nationalism and stuff like that. And... Um, but I, but like Wall Street is 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 a smaller movie and I don't I don't see a lot of that I mean maybe I hasn't maybe it's been too long since I've seen it but it's pretty straightforward and you yeah know, like, you're right it is I mean there's quick cuts of phones like when there's the the, the rush of the the trading mm-hmm. is crazy right. but but then you know then there's just like a scene in, you know like a ten minute scene in, in an office and just the actors you know and I think yeah, that's really that, good that's, that's earlier. You know, I think that when we when yeah. we started this discussion, we talked about how the the first big three, the Salvador Platoon and Wall Street, were 
where him just getting better and better before he mm. went off the rails, as Cohen said it. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't blame him for that, though. It's. I think it's... I think if you have success doing something, it's hard to not do the same thing or try to, like you said, try to turn up to 11 to try to squeeze more success out of it. And I think it's, you know... I mean, not to the same degree, but after a while, you get used to what a Spielberg movie is, and yeah. that's like that's just natural. Like, I feel know. like he mixes it up a little bit, though. So here yeah, and there, but, but he's also one of the best ever. You know? Yeah, like, what is that? So, so, but what is he the best it, at? I mean, I think you you just said kind of he knows how to find a good story and make it and tell it reasonably well. <laughs> yeah, but I. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> but I feel like Wall Street and those smaller movies, and I really need to see Salvador or what was the other one? The um, Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. I'd really yeah. like to see that now because I feel like those are better movies. I think that's more his, that's, he's more suited to that. And he shouldn't be given a huge budget and, and yeah. elephants yeah, and stuff. maybe, you know, like, sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, you might I be right, sure. He, I could totally agree with that. And yeah. his writing is unquestionably good, and go nuts with that. But just well, I, I mean, I, I, studio, I, I'd write him in. I'd be like, Whoa. I feel like you, you guys are are well aware of my feelings on Wes Anderson, but I feel like he's similar. Like, give him like a million dollars and a couple of actors who are pretty good but not well known, and just let him do something interesting. Because for me, every movie he's made past Royal Tenenbaums has gotten progressively less watchable. Mm-hmm. Like let him do small, low budget, tell a simple story with interesting characters instead of giving him money and a and a big cast, and you know, a grotesque color palette. <laughs> so you're obsessed with colors. <laughs> I think that Wes Anderson for me is like how a lot of movie horror movies especially are for you yeah where where you're like eh, the movie wasn't that good but they had a couple great scenes that mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. really amused sure. me or whatever yeah. and that's that's where Wes Anderson f- falls for me yeah yeah you know I think even even I, I would I would say the latter half of <laughs> of of uh Oliver Stone's career I'd say the same thing you know the that well, sure. These, you know, and maybe that's true for any movie. Maybe, yeah. maybe just about any movie. Has right. I'm not saying these people are not without talent. Like, there's something to be found there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after a yeah. while, it's just like this. Yeah. I guess we should also mention that we are we talk about this very much in the auteur theory of filmmaking. Like, we you know we focus on the director, or the yeah the main the driving force, but we also know how damn many people make a film, any film. Sure. And, you know, we, 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 I, me included, I overstate how important the director's vision is or, or how they do things. Um, you know, because each aspect is pretty important. Yeah. And I would say with this, even though I was amazed at Tom Cruise acting and, um, uh, who's the Mexican guy? Uh, not Mexican. <laughs> Willem Damn Dafoe. It. Willem Dafoe, which I thought, <laughs> I thought he was Mexican a guy. I, I, yeah, know, in Mexico, <laughs> in Mexico, uh, brain fart. Oh, okay. He's always good, but but sometimes He's he says, great, yeah. sometimes he, the way he delivers lines with a smirk, 
like in yeah. Platoon. I just like it doesn't seem natural. He seemed totally natural in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree. He's, really liked he's, him. He's really good. And uh, so bringing up Platoon just reminded me. So you know, Born on the Fourth of July has Tom Berenger, has Willem Dafoe, um, and there's an interesting story, sort of. Yeah, interesting story about Charlie Sheen. Sort of. I don't know if it's an interesting story exactly, but a story. That basically Oliver Stone promised him born on the 4th of July because Platoon won Oliver Stone an Oscar. And he was like, and, you know, basically told Charlie Sheener there's this understanding that they were going to be like a Scorsese De Niro thing mm. going, you know. And so then born on the 4th of July was coming up and he was going to do it. And Oliver Stone basically told Charlie Sheen it was his. And then he found, and from what I had read, he found out later from like his brother from Emilio Estevez that he had heard that they cast Tom Cruise. <laughs> and, and he, and Charlie Sheen said, you know, like that hurt. But what really hurt is that Oliver Stone didn't like call me and just oh. say, here's the yeah. deal. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Even then he was a much bigger actor than Charlie Sheen, even despite platoon because risky business was such a big six, you know, mm-hmm. it's a really big deal. And he had made a couple other movies that were, you know, popular top gun had he done top gun before well and he had just done yeah top wall- guns before this yeah, yeah, yeah. sheen had just done wall street so then right right you know. exactly he'd done platoon he had done wall street so like there was this established sort of relationship and he, he's right it makes sense like when a director and actor hit it off it's like Mar- uh, um uh scorsese and de niro and then later scorsese and you know leonardo DiCaprio or whatever yeah yeah, it makes sense. And so to not get that role and then not be told by the director who you've made these two incredibly successful movies with is a little shitty. Yeah, it is shitty. But I would also say Charlie Shady doesn't have a ch- chance in hell of winning that Oscar if he is born on the 4th of July. I, I don't guess. Think he's got, got in maybe. Him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But I also, I don't know. I think Charlie Sheen is, is, is better than his... Last twenty bad. years of his career would right. would have you believe, right. you know, like he was good in Platoon, he was good in Wall Street, he was very mm-hmm. good. Yep, and I'm league. curious what he could have done had he not sort of gone the major. I love Major League. I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's great, but had he not sort of switched gears into comedy and then eventually become sort of a parody of himself with Hot Shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if he if if he'd have made Born on the Fourth of July, I wonder how his career would have turned out. Would have been different. I mean, actors get better. It's like any other vocation; you get better. Tom Cruise is not he was he was clearly talented early on, but he got better. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a terrible actor in his youth, but he's gotten better. Sasha Sloan has gotten better. Brad Pitt has gotten so much yes. better. George yes, Clooney, better. like I mean, every actor has gotten better, and a lot of it is the roles they get. I think Daniel Day Lewis was already good when he when he came That's out of the womb. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. That's probably true. Um, but anyway. it would have been weird to have because you already have Tom Berenger in a different role. You have, yeah. you know, you have all these crossovers from the two movies, and then to put Charlie Sheen, the lead of Platoon, in the lead of this movie, would have been almost too much. Maybe a little for confusing. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. And then, yeah, maybe that was a consideration, but he probably should have, you know, Oliver Stone should have probably let me like, hey, dude, well, I, think, I can't, I can't yeah. cast you, and here's why. I think the studio wanted, they somewhere said that the studio wanted a star. 
Oh, I'm sure they said, do. Who, why oh, wouldn't they? Okay, you can have this, but <laughs> you better have a bankable actor. And so yeah. He, he got one. Yeah. Hmm. The dad is really good. I, I can't remember his name right off. Oh, Raymond J. Barry. Raymond J. Barry. <laughs> I thought he was... Um, I will forever think of him as the guy that Brandon Lee hits in the elbow, hits in the face with his elbow in rapid fire. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the guy who lives in this town who I see is the actor who was killed by the grill skewer by Brandon Lee in rapid fire. I don't know. He's like my neighbor, basically. <laughs> okay. You're, you're allowed. You have a special dispensation for your myopic view. <laughs> this is true. Um, he was, I was the, uh, captain the is good. in uh, Falling Down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in a, he's in a ton of shit. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a good actor. He's a good character. I don't character. know if we could do all the double ups in this movie. No. I don't know if we should bother. But... Oh, so I got a question for you guys. The dude hmm. who plays his friend who starts the burger joint. Yeah. Who, who is that guy? Uh, Why do I recognize him? I didn't look yeah. him up. I didn't want to look him up. I felt like a failure. Like how could I not? I, I, well, I kept I kept thinking Styles and in, in Teen Wolf, but it's not. It's not him. Oh, is it? Wait, yeah, it is. No, it's not him. I think it might be. Is it a dude that looks like him? Now I gotta look it up. Fuck. What's his name in the movie? I don't know. I don't remember. He's the the bagel burger place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bagel oh. burger. <laughs> is that him? Is it Styles and fucking Teen Wolf? I, I, he looked That's very what familiar. I kept thinking, but I kept thinking he didn't look. Uh... <sighs> is it him? It was... And his other buddy, Jerry Levine. Holy he? shit, other... it is him, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ah, damn it. I didn't. I was like, ah, it looks like him. It's not him. It looks like him. No, nah, it's him. Well, you shit. still got it. I mean, you threw it out there, and I said yes, but <laughs> it was still your. You're a mayor call on that one. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, the, yeah. The other buddy's in Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Frank, Frank Whaley. Yeah. Yes. Check out the big brain on, uh, <laughs> on, yeah. on Brad. <laughs> Brad or Brett? I was, or is it Brett? I don't know. I can't tell. I think it's Brad. <laughs> is it? Check out the big brain on Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Big one Kahuna burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Frank um, Whaley's in a ton of shit. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty good casting. Um, oh, uh, Kira Sedgwick, we we've talked about her before, but we have, have we? No, it's Brett. It's Brett. I looked it up. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kira Sedgwick uh, married uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes, right? yes, she did. Forever, they've been married forever. Um, her role isn't that important. I, I forgot how much they have to change, you know, appearances over the years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was hilarious when you see Tom Cruise with his, with his braces and then his mouthpiece or his, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Retainer. His retainer. You know, yeah. Retainer so you can go talk to her. <laughs> yeah. So, so I read an article about, you know, what things are in this movie that aren't in the autobiography. Hmm. And cool. going back to her and having her be an activist who's upset about Kent State yeah. was the other thing. That makes a lot of sense because that seemed too convenient. I was like, Kent State, yeah. really? Come on. Yep. <laughs> and for that matter, like when he's about to ship off to war and his brother is playing Bob Dylan, and he's just like, 
Hmm. And he keeps walking. I was like, wait a minute. Aren't you upset by that? <laughs> maybe it's maybe he just didn't know what it was yet. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? I do. Okay. <laughs> Did you know it was Bob Dylan? Yes. Okay. I'm aware of Bob Dylan. <laughs> it just reminded me that Edie Brickell had a cameo yes, in yes. I saw her and I thought, oh my God, this fucking is. lady. What's with wrong her. with Edie Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Have you ever seen the music video for that fucking song that was so popular where she's just smug? <laughs> just so fucking smug? It's just smirk, smirk, I don't smirk, think she's trying smirk, to be smug. Smirk. Oh, she can't help it? That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck her. <laughs> Paul Simon liked her. Come on, give him Paul Simon. Fuck him, too. <laughs> Put them all on a boat and sink it. I'm all, hey, I'm like to remind I'm all about Art Garfunkel. Fuck him. Cohen's opinions on these issues do not reflect that of the film with three brains. <laughs> oh, my God. Go go watch the music video for that fucking Edie Brugge. Everyone, anyone listen, if there's anybody listening, are you out there? Are you listening? Go watch the ED. What's the name of that song? Um, I know what, what I, I am. am. What I am. Oh, God. Go watch that music video and just try not to put your foot through the television. It's hard. <laughs> it is. It's hard. I don't even remember it. Go. Watch, the minute we stop recording, go watch it and just, you just <laughs> revel in the grotesque smugness of it all. All right. Well, we're, well, such, I do like... we're such cool 90s grunge band. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I I do like her version of the song because I'm not a big fan of Bob Dylan's voice. I don't really like Bob Dylan either. So. <laughs> well, if we're being... I do, but it's not his voice I like. That's all yeah, I the conversation here. But I was where I was going like 15 <laughs> minutes ago when I was talking about you know, the the performances and so on and, and what it's really doing. I feel mm-hmm. like this film, um, mo- a lot, I don't want to say most, a lot of the heavy lifting is done by the score. The John yeah. Williams music is so good. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, well, there's scenes where, like the, some of the protest scenes, there's no music, all this commotion. As soon as, this, as, soon as the music comes in, it like, I got goosebumps a couple of times because I was like, yeah. wow, it's it's so good. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's John Williams. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but no, no, it's not just John Williams. It's not like we're used to John Williams. Like you said, like, oh, I can't believe he's not with Spielberg or, or with Lucas or something. You know, like the stuff we're, we're used to. Right. Well, no, I mean, my point is, right. But my point was, I forgot that he does other stuff and he's really goddamn fucking good at it. He is. He's, he's amazing at, at, yeah. at, at choosing the, you know, the instrumentation, the, the way he uses it. It's and like I said, I feel like Platoon, we all know the music of Platoon, but it's it's not as effective because it's just like, okay, we'll just we'll just keep throwing that that sort of theme. Anything time something dramatic or sad happens, we're gonna throw that theme theme in. And Williams had like different you know within a scene he could change I don't know, I know I'm I i could talk about this forever, but I won't. But I just think yeah, that I think that that if if you don't have the score, if you don't have John Williams doing this movie, it's not. It's about half the movie. It is. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, the performances so, are great. All this, you know, these most of the storytelling <laughs> is good. Um, but the score just like is just makes it seem so 
poignant or something. I, I can't yeah. even put my finger. Oh, you're on. absolutely right. That's why scores exist. That's what they're supposed right. to do. <laughs> I'm trying to distinguish it from other movies. I'm doing a bad job, but it really, it really I, does stand out. I think during the first ten minutes, it was too much because the the scenery of like this. I don't like perfect, the parade scene at all in the beginning. Perfect yeah. childhood. Yeah. Moments. Agreed. Was too was so ham handed as it was that to me the music. I was like, oh, don't. We don't need all of this music too. Like it's too much. Like it was yeah. just. It, it started off just so overly dramatic, and um, but I agree with you. The rest of the movie, like the music was great, and there were certain moments too where I know exactly what you're talking about where it was quiet and then it kicks in, and not even super loud, um, but it really is additive. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I don't think we're ever gonna have a uh, a review where we. Where we rip on John Williams. <laughs> He's the one untouchable, right? It's I think, pretty much. I mean, I don't think there's anyone else who we won't tear apart. <laughs> pretty sure of it. It's, I mean, Edie Brickell definitely does not make the list, apparently. <laughs> she make I did not know this, <laughs> but we know now. We know now. <laughs> She's basically the worst. <laughs> She's the anti-John Williams. <laughs> so at one end of the spectrum, we have John Williams. At the other end, we have Edie Brickell. Everyone else falls in between. Makes yep. total sense. Everyone's going to get that. There it is. Yes. All right. Oh, I'm so sorry, Edie Brickell, if you're listening to this. That fucking music video is insufferable. All right. That's it. That's all. Jeez. That's terrible. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to watch it so we can talk about it next time. <laughs> it's the fucking worst. <laughs> so they were over budget, and then didn't didn't Cruz and Stone take a percentage instead of some salary? Oh, it's like that... supposed to be like eleven million, and they were going over already. Hmm. As I read yeah. that there, but I don't know what, how much they made in the end. I mean, the, the whole budget seven, ends up at seventeen point eight. That's Box it. Off it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, and it made 162 million. Tom Cruise probably made twice that for the latest Mission Impossible movie, I bet. Right. But he believed, he, you know, he liked it, I guess. But he's also, yeah, like we said, he's smart about his career, he's smart about his yeah. choices. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like the way uh Lucas <laughs> believed in his movie and did the same thing. What? <laughs> a movie called uh, Star Wars what's that we'll talk about it next time <laughs> sounds dumb alright well that's we, I've got I've got all the stuff off my chest I need to which is the score doing <laughs> a lot of the work even though I love Tom Cruise I think he was great I think he was I think he nailed it um, I mean the ending the ending's kind of weak I mean yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a little they like it said they reshot it or something. Here's a on-screen epilogue. Oh, that's yeah. that's what bugged me. It's before the credits. We're already doing the cast of characters. Yeah, didn't care for that. Because so you know, they didn't have anything at the end, did they? Where they talked about like, hey, this was true, or Ron went on. No, they didn't. There should have been a, 
a follow-up thing at the end or some real yeah. photos or that. I always feel like that should be a necessary part of any biographical movie. Yeah. I do not disagree. Well, you just saw something amazing and you want to, that reminder, like, Hey, this is actually based on yeah. something real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the end of a league of their own. Hmm. No, you didn't. No, you just don't like that movie, or what? No, no, I do. I do like that movie. But I you do like seeing the real people playing yes. at the end. There, that yeah. was a. That yeah, was a, definitely. That was an. Yeah. Uh, that was an agreeable. Oh. Mm. Okay. Not a fuck you. Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> I don't want another eating. It's very. It's very. It's very subtle difference. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like the, the end of Batman Dark Knight, and you realize, oh, this is all, you know, documentary. <laughs> so. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. That's great. Gotham's going to shit. I was there last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. All right. What are we doing next? All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I have grown weary of all these. Oh, wait. Before you give us any hints. <laughs> okay. I have yep. to hand it to Oliver Stone to make a movie about going to Vietnam and not having actually any boot camp scenes hmm. Hmm. yeah you're it's right. like the only one it started a year in right he was already yeah, yeah. No, at least yeah he was already it jumped yeah he was starting his second tour his second we, tour when we meet up with him that was jarring yeah. i was like what second tour what the hell yeah how much did we miss yeah i probably was a i'm gonna guess that he you know full metal jacket had come out already mm-hmm. and that was Half of the movie's boot camp, and it's yeah. a very, very important part of the movie. Yeah. So maybe it's like, okay, well, I can't do that. Right. Avoid comparison. Well, but no also, one else has been able to resist it. Yeah. Well, fools. I don't think anyone's done it better than Kubrick, by the way. No. 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 I don't think so. That was perfect. Um, All right. Now you can tell us what we're doing next. All right. Or at least give us a hint. I will give you a hint. What I was about to say is I'm getting weary of everyone picking good movies. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Here we I go. hate this. I hate this good movies. I'm so tired of watching good, well-made films. Anyway, I mean, that's not entirely true. So uh, this movie that we are watching next is from 1993. Mm-hmm. It is a very meta film, and it was a huge failure. <laughs> Okay. It's not like, does it have John Travolta in it? Nope. Is it science fiction? Oh, Oh, nope. A much bigger actor in every sense of the word. Whoa. 93. Hmm. It was a huge flop. Huge. Like, talked about for years. It lost so much money. Shit. From someone who was just alone? Close, but no. So like an Arnold type directed of directed by a director who we've done two films by now an action uh, film director you've already made us do Waterworld yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you pick Waterworld again no I didn't pick Waterworld again <laughs> same director as Die Hard and oh, Predator John, John McTiernan yes that's a fly Ooh. It's about the time it of is, what we call it. That was a massive success. This is basically the scream of action movies. And it was a huge failure. Oh, Remo. No, Remo Williams no. was earlier than that. Uh, no. 
not nearly not nearly uh, a big enough failure. Oh wait, you said the scream though, so it's on. It's it's comedy that's on point. Like it's mm-hmm. very self-referential. It's all oh, bordering on okay. satire. Okay. Of action movies, okay. starring <gasps> the last action hero. Yes. Holy shit! That is, is it. Arnold. My friend Dave is gonna flip out. He loves this movie. <laughs> well, I saw it exactly once. I didn't like it, and I don't I, remember much about it other than I don't it was panned and lost and lost a lot of money. But it's developed a bit of a cult following. Okay, interesting. And I'm curious. I am because too one of the writers <laughs> is Shane Black. Yeah. Right. Oh, who we've covered before. Yes. And Zach Penn. And Zach Penn, yeah. <laughs> and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. At yeah. the top of his game, really. Yeah. When I this came out. I don't remember him being the problem. I don't know about that <laughs> kid in it. I think the kid was and a little goofy. Kid, we'll I, remember, I remember not liking it. but Yeah. I, I right, exactly. I remember explores. thinking, I don't know, a little terrible. But I, I, can't, I don't remember the movie very specifically. So I'm very curious to see if it is in fact terrible or if it's just a victim of perhaps being ahead of its time. I don't know. Yeah. Or just we, having too much or maybe it's just, or, Yeah. Or maybe or it's just awful. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to find <laughs> out next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been our best review yet. Yes. Easily. I mean, feel sorry for Edie. Top too. ranked. I Top do a little bit. Four stars. This room, this review. Yeah. We took it to 11. <laughs> I was trying to do some military thing, but never mind. All right, fine. Check. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for listening. See you next time. Mm, yep. Waiting for the West Coast. Hey, That's did you enough sign movie up? buff. There it is. I'm out. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I can rest now. Why doesn't anyone email us?